Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 57. Today's date is August 10, 2020, and I am Duds, or Duds versus None to the rest of the interwebs. And I'm Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 so how's your week been so far, Duds? Pretty good. I'm kind of, as you guys hear, using a new microphone, and I'm worried because the way you use it, it's got to be like right up next to your face, and I'm like breathing on it. I'm like, is that going to get picked up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not. So the new mic's kind of been the big thing all week. And by all week, I mean all week. Been so many uh, settings and uh, filters and stuff to try to get it up right. And so like, if I figure it out in Audacity, it's like, oh, that's great. Well, now go do it in OBS. Finally figure out in OBS, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, now go do it in Slobs. Now, luckily, OBS and Slobs are basically identical. So that's an easy transfer. But then, then you got Discord. Yeah, well, Discord there there are no filters. It's you have to hope somebody else recognizes you sound <laughs> funny and they turn me up on their their end. That's what I had to do. Yeah, basically, if anyone's in a chat with me, go ahead and grab my name and click the volume all the way to two hundred percent because that's the only way you're gonna hear me. It happened on one of my videos you were in, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't go back and fix it, but. Yeah, I, I adjusted it, and you guys won't have to worry about that. You, you'll be able to hear them loud and clear. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've been playing with some of that. It's opened my eyes to a lot of different things, and a lot of things I'm going to be testing out on you when we finish this show. Okay. So. Like a lab rat. You are going to be a lab rat. I was just going to ask uh, what the name of the mic was, the SM58. Oh, yeah, okay. I got an SM58 with a uh, Focusrite Scarlet Solo. Now, I kind of don't recommend this setup as much as I'm enjoying it. So the USB interface, I was testing all this stuff out to determine what kind of mic and stuff I wanted was a inbox uh, dual channel or dual input or something like that. It has a pad button, which automatically lowers the decimal like 20 dB or lowers the sound 20 decibels whenever you push or engage that button. The Focusrite Solo doesn't have a pad button. That's like built into it. So if you get a uh, Focusrite with dual channels or I forget what they call it. It's like 2i something to you get that version there's a pad button on there so you can flick that on and off this version doesn't have the pad button you're you're kind of supposed to get a preamp with it but i was cheap and didn't want to pay another hundred dollars for a part yeah i've been having to do it with filters still sounds good i think it still sounds good um i've got a couple preamps on my little wish list i'm just kind of waiting to see if they go on sale and then i'll get one i'm not too worried about it audacity has great filters that really help out. OBS actually has really good filters too. Hmm. Discord does not. <laughs> so the only place I sound bad is Discord. But everywhere else, I can make up for not having the preamp, and I think it sounds pretty good. Sounds good through Discord. It was just a little low. Yeah, I'm just quiet. That's the big thing. I'm quiet everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I found that it, I just need 13.2 decibels. That's all I need. So... I think I've looked at getting an, what they call an inline FET head, which adds like 20 decibels and takes up very little space. Mm. 
That's what I'm thinking about getting. But that's like $89 or something like that. So I'm just kind of waiting for that to go on sale. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I worked on the Wither Skeleton Farm with you and Carl. That room looks so pretty. Yeah, I really like the, the inside. Inside looks great. Outside, not much to look at. No, it's not. And I'm giving you a lot of credit for that room, even though I'm the one that put most of the blocks down. You saying, hey, let's not make it dark. Let's use dark blocks, but make it a bright room. And uh, you came in behind me and did a couple of touch-up features that really stand out. And I'm just like, yeah, Jimbo was right. This this is what this room needed. It looks good. I'd like to take credit, but I was kind of just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, uh, let's, you know, try this. You know, and I was just, this is in between me and me doing the redstone and me just going through trying to help you out and changing things. Probably I thought I was like giving you a headache at one point you know, coming through messing with your design, but uh, it, it works. Definitely works. Well, see that first day when you and Carl were redoing all the redstone, it's like I'm watching where you're putting things. So I'm designing the room. And when Carl finally had his second drop tube done, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this is how the room's going to look. And I was done. But I still had to wait for you guys to finish. So I was just like standing around the first day. Mm -hmm. And the second day I could finally get in there. And really the only thing I didn't know I was going to do was the material for the roof or ceiling. I know we had talked about the red nether brick, but I didn't have any. Luckily, you were able to scrounge up enough to do the ceiling. And then the warped block, that is that is a very versatile block. Yeah. Basically all warped designs but yeah uh you threw in some finishing touches some warped vines or twisty vines mm -hmm. which by the way they are spawnable are they <laughs> when i was but when i was down there for like three hours the other day uh piglins only spawned twice i shouldn't say piglins zombie piglins spawned yeah i just ran over and killed them it was it was nothing like it what it would hurt the the spawn rate very very little i mean there's a bunch of slab we got to do still anyway so yeah. I wasn't sure, you know. Mm -hmm. I've just figured it might look good. It does look good. Yeah. So at least we got that. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the, the string doesn't affect it at all? Mm-mm. Spawns? No. See, and that's the thing. Everyone keeps saying, well, string will stop spawns. I've never known string to stop spawns. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't know if I've been wrong for, like, forever, and this is a thing, but we need to have, like, a definitive test. Does string stop spawning? Because I don't think it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was definitely on a snapshot we've never got to cover. That's for sure. I could see string between tripwire hooks stopping spawns. But even then, it doesn't. Because that's how witch farms were made for the longest time. Yeah. So, no, it doesn't stop spawns. Just because of the witch huts. Yeah. What have you been doing this week? Uh, skeleton farm. <laughs> Wither skeleton farm. Oh, really? No, we, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I worked on that with you and Carl. Uh, did a a bunch of different uh, replay mod. You did, and I loved it because, so in my video, you have the replay mod of me tearing it all down. Yeah. But in your video, you have the replay mod of us building it all back up. Mm-hmm. So that was very cool. Yeah, you kind of get both. Mm-hmm. And I, I had uh, the first time we put it up, or no, it was the second time. I didn't do much recording of the first time because we weren't too happy with it in the first place. I was like, I'm probably not going to need this footage. Yeah. But we ended up tearing it down and rebuilding it. And I kept the replay mod up and, uh, and I did it with, uh, 
my second account. I hid the second account into the floor to where replay mod can pick up the whole area. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to stay there. If I need to go get something, I can go get something. But uh, yeah, it worked out great that way. If you have a second account, use your replay mod on that. Definitely planning on doing that with my second account. Besides the skeleton farm, I kind of took a step back. I didn't record as much. I started doing a little off-camera stuff. And uh, kind of because I have a big project coming up in my base. I have a lot of digging to do. I have a a massive base I want to build that I didn't want to make a massive base, but it turned out to be freaking massive. So yeah, got to deal with that now. And uh, doing things off camera kind of passes the time a little bit. Well, it kind of, it breaks up the monotony, Uh you know, instead of doing the same thing over and over again, you know, you you can go off. Like I've been netherite mining, I uh, got a bunch of nether right now just to, I don't know, just to do it, just to have it, just in case. Uh, I went end busting by myself. I died. Mm-hmm. I did die. I'll probably mention that in the episode. And I searched forever for my stuff. I knew exa- kind of where it was. I was like, okay, I'm out at like, it was like positive 10,000 and 3,000. So I went out that way. Couldn't find it. I, I chalked it up as gone. I was like, mm-hmm. man, you know, that's netherite stuff. I have backup stuff that I can make netherite, no problem. But uh, on my way back, boom, there it was. I actually landed. I was like, ah, I better get more rockets. I landed, looked to my left, and there's the XP orbs. Nice. And there's all my stuff. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's right there. So I ended up finding it. It was a couple thousand blocks short of what I thought. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I got my stuff back. So that's cool. Nice. Yeah, besides that, I, yeah, I'm i thinking of doing, you know, one episode a week now, slowing it down, doing an episode a week, and really focus on the editing and stuff. We talked a little bit about that in the pre-show, about editing our videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, I want to get more experience on that. Uh, even though, you know, I'm doing it twice a week, I'm still trying to put out quality videos, and I feel like I could, I could do a little better if I go down to once a week, and also break up the monotony as well. Yeah. That's probably how it's going to go for now, and that ends my week, I'd say. Awesome. Well, touching back on the whole death or whatever, so I've continued my streak of dying on live streams. Yeah, we have. I'm not blaming this one fully on me, though. Half of it because I decided to try to fly in the nether without my elytra, so I just fell into lava. Mm -hmm. But I, I stayed calm and collected, grabbed my elytra, put it on, flew out, was heading to land so I could go ahead and eat real quick, and then it lagged me back into the lava, where I then proceeded to freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And by the time I was able to rocket out of the lava and switch over to my food, I was dead. Yeah. I was trying to point myself at a good spot to land, and then I was trying to eat, and I ended up dying. I only lost my elytra and my axe, and I lost the axe because even though netherite items float, they do not float very well. Yeah. Carl sent me the pic. He had his camera account in the area, and he sent me the picture of where the axe was. Ah. The only problem was Carl had his camera account in the area, so I was trying to run back into the area, and I missed it by like half a second. But then again, if it wasn't for Carl's camera account, I would have never known where to look for it. Because just the tip of the axe was poking out of the lava. Netherite items should float just a little bit better, please. A little bit higher. But it definitely justified 
getting netherite items for me because I don't like carrying around potions, which is a habit I'm probably going to need to break if I'm going to continue to die in the nether. I have not died anywhere else in the world other than the nether, except for maybe one time in the end, but that was like one of those, I'm not going to look for an end portal, I'm just going to jump off the edge and die kind of things. Yeah. I have yet to die in the overworld. Just the nether. Yeah, and that might be why you got the whole netherite is immune to lava thing because they know how much you're going to be in the nether with the update. Mm-hmm. You know, so they give you that. If you put this on, it will survive lava. Besides that, you know, it hasn't been too much of a... hasn't been all that great, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. my diamond stuff was just as good. Uh, you, you don't get knockback or knockback resistance. I think you get blast resistance, too, somewhat. I don't know. Some, I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't wear the chest plate, so I don't... Maybe it's Maybe it's really good for fighting. If you're fully geared up, but I always have my wings on. I don't wear the chest plate either because I wear a golden chest plate because you have to wear gold in the nether now because you never know when the piglin's going to sneak up behind you and attack you. Which happens a good bit. Yeah. Um, I've had hoglins sneak up probably more than piglins, actually. I have boots I have to switch out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a ender chest I keep on me, and it's right there in my ender chest. I don't put it in a shulker box. It's one of those things you have to get out real quick. Yeah. Uh, I put my boots in there with my fortune pick. That's about it. I carry my chest plate on me at all times, kind of like a shield. Mm. I'm hurting for that in, uh, that uh, inventory spot back. That's I keep my chest plate in my inner chest, too, right there to where it's accessible mm. if I ever need it. Well, I mean, I've been going in and out of the nether so often. It's kind of like I, I don't want to keep breaking out an inner chest every time I need to travel. Yeah, if I put my gold boots on, they're, they're Frostwalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take them off for in forever <laughs> until I notice. Even when I notice, I'm like, ah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. Just keep them on. One of the last things I want to talk about this week is so I've started my base design. Okay. And I ran into a stumbling block <laughs> from the get go. So everyone knows by now I'm building islands or mountains out of islands, mm-hmm. which sounds really cool. Until you realize you have to build a mountain that doesn't naturally generate in Minecraft that I've never actually built before. And I'm looking at the size of these islands. I go, well, that's a little bit bigger than I thought it was. (laughs) And the one that's going to act as a storage room is weirdly shaped. So I've decided to break it up and have one medium-sized island and then another or not island, I keep calling them island, medium-sized mountain. And then next to it is going to be a small, like, spire mountain. So it's just basically going to be a giant stone spike. Yeah. And I got that inspiration because I went back to Hermitcraft Season 6. I remembered Scar built Pirate Islands that season as his starting base. Yeah. So I'm thinking that must have been in the back of my mind when I had decided to do this. And I was like, oh, I can just go look at his... And he's got tons of spires sticking out. It's like, well, I don't want to do that. But maybe putting one right here would actually look pretty cool. Yeah. It's very terraforming extensive. Yeah. Doing mountains, and especially the way Scar did them. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, he's on another level, that's for sure. Yeah. And if you're looking at what he does and what mine's going to be, they're not going to be close to looking the same. 
but his builds were a very good spot to start getting inspiration. Like, oh, I can do this and this. Because I also had planned on putting buildings on the surface or the face of the mountains. Mm. But mine aren't going to be like houses and stuff like that. My plan was to use like, I don't know, boats, like a boat washed up to shore on this mountain. So they just turned it into a house Uh. or a a store or something like that. And I was going to have a nice like boardwalk or uh, dock or whatever wrapping around the mountain and stuff like that. Have you ever seen uh, Austin Powers? A long time ago. Where Dr. Evil has his volcano lair and it's like a giant stone face on the side of the volcano mountain. Mm -hmm. You should do that. Put your face on the side of it. (laughs) Maybe not. I actually considered that for my Prismarine Mountain. I was like, do I do like a Dr. Evil type of thing? Putting a giant skull on the front of one of these mountains because there's going to be like three of them. Yeah. Might actually be cool. It's a pirate theme. Yeah. Should we go ahead and move on to the news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so 116.2, release candidate one. We're kind of lumping in some of the previous stuff, like uh, pre-release two and stuff like that, because there are only two new things of information you kind of need to know. One is resource and data pack version has been raised to six. I'm I'm not sure what kind of effect that's going to have. All my texture packs, basically, or resource packs, say that they're out of version, but they still work, so I, I don't mess with them. And Crimson and Warped Roots no longer require shears when mined. Which never thought yeah. they needed it. Both me and Jimbo <laughs> said, shouldn't that say they do require shears? Because we're both under the impression that you haven't needed them before. And granted, we could be wrong. Maybe it's something else we're thinking of. Yeah. But mm. that's literally word for word what it said in the notes sheet, so I wrote it down. Yeah, you copy and paste it. That's what it says. You can no longer, it no longer requires shears, which it, it never really did. I, I hit it with my hand and I can grab uh, warp roots and crimson roots or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe they need, maybe they mean you need shears to do that now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a bug before, which I think, I think someone mentioned that. I don't know. I want to say Exuma when I watch one of his videos. I don't see why they would change it and change it back. But I'm pretty sure you'd need shears now, at least with, you know, uh, 116.2. Maybe you have special shear fists. You're like Edward Scissorhands, but Jimbo Scissorhands. Ah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I want that. Be like Freddy Krueger in the nether. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're going to create your own Freddy Krueger skin now, aren't you? Well, you already have it. That beasting skin scares the crap out of everyone. Yeah, there's bees, man. Can't seem to get past without getting sung. Besides that news, you guys should be playing 116.2 as of right now because it came out yesterday. By the time this comes out, it would be Tuesday, and Tuesday is when it releases, which is tomorrow for us. We're probably not going to update Ripple Effect for at least a little bit because we always go through a testing period before we upgrade. Yeah, give it a week or so, see how... You know, people react to it. Mm. If it seems stable, a lot of times we'll go off of bigger servers. You know, if they update, it's, you know, it feels good enough to update if they were to. But it also means we have an Optifine update. This was tweeted out today, Mm -hmm. Monday. Optifine is now at 0% for 116.2. Oh, 
Yeah, they're 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 waiting for the update before they start working on it. Understandable. Yep, that would be the same with replay mod, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. But any bugs? No bugs. No bugs here. Look through the list. They fixed a lot of bugs, but none of them were really worth talking about. They're kind of okay. That got fixed. Cool. A lot of weird game crashed. If you I don't know killed a skeleton riding a strider that just so happened to be riding a guardian. It's like, mm. well, yeah, if I'm the game and I see that, I'm crashing too. Yeah, I don't know what to think. <laughs> the one bug that I am really, really passionate about fixing is that boat. The boats are, mm-hmm. uh, they don't work. Boats don't work. Yeah. You get in a boat, you're good. You're smooth sailing. But as soon as you go to get out of a boat, man, you're glitching. You got to figure out what to do, either break the boat or jump back in it, because you're not jumping out of it once you're stuck in that mm-hmm. vortex. I don't know. It's weird. I, Please fix the boat thing, and it might be might be fixed in the new release. And ghost blocks. I have found the best way to depart a boat is to run the boat into a solid block, and then as you're shifting to get out of the boat, jump and push forward. And it's got to be a real quick motion. But I found that works. So, like, if you looked at my dock at the beginning of the season, the lower section for you to hop out on, I ended up making that a full block, even though it looked bad, just to help people get in and out of their boats. But now that everyone's kind of moved away from Spawn Town, I went back and I changed the dock to use a half slab like I originally wanted, just because me and Carl are really the only ones there. I'm moving out of Spawn Town, and Carl uses the uh, the Frostwalker boots now instead of a boat, so... Yeah, I'll use Frostwalker too. Screw those boots. I need to go across Waterfly or Frostwalker. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the the ghost block thing that that's an easy fix now. If you just right click mm-hmm. on the block where you think it is, it'll appear. So it's not yeah. technically there. I mean, you can you can get around it that way. The way I've been finding it is, I choose a random block that I know isn't there. And I try to place it Hmm. and usually something will freak out and then the right block will pop up. Yep. I'm like, okay, there it is. Break. Mm -hmm. But I haven't had a ton of ghost blocks this season. I think I've had maybe one or two. I've had quite a few. Had to be a dozen. You are digging a huge area, so you would run into them. Yeah. About to start using TNT. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. But that's kind of it for the news. Should we get into lister comments? Yeah, let's go ahead and get to that all right this week's listener comment surprise surprise is from rebel jc rebel man you seem to be super active in our discord and we appreciate it great question by the way yeah he asks, what is an area of minecraft gameplay you don't engage in much and what would it take for you to be more interested in it uh pvp mm-hmm. is the main one you know i'm it could be fun like uhe uhc's I think I'm saying that right. Uh, teams. Mm-hmm. Those look those look really fun. Um, but there's just, I don't know, the the combat and everything. I, I know they're working on that, and we'll get into that later. But yeah, PvP isn't, I don't know, it's something. I'm more of an artsy person. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of steer away from that. Yeah, I've got two. And the first one isn't a knock on Minecraft. It's more a knock on me. Like, large farms 
such as an ocean monument or a witch farm. Even though the witch farm itself is small, it's the lighting up and doing the non-spawnable mm. spots. It's really kind of a pain. Spawn-proofing. Yeah. Those turn me off, and it's not a knock on Minecraft. It's just that I have maybe an hour, hour and a half on a weekday to really play. So to do one of those will take multiple weeks to build. So, and the fact that when I'm designing a base, if I'm making a farm that large, generally my entire base design is probably going to revolve around that farm. And yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of that. It kind of handicaps me. Which farm might be a little different because the farm itself is relatively small and you can do a lot with the perimeter. So that's not that big of a deal. Working with water just stinks. If you AFK above it, you won't have to do too much yeah. spawn proofing. Yeah, but now you have this like platform above your base that's randomly there. Yeah, you have to either make that look good or find another yeah. know, AFK area, which I have one in mind. The other thing is just mini games in general. And I know some people from the Discord are going to get mad because they've been pushing me and you to play mini games with them. Mm -hmm. Like Bed Wars and stuff. And nope. <laughs> I say that as much as I can. See, I I don't like playing those either. That's one of the you know the PvP th things that I'm not a fan of. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind trying it though. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it would take for me to do it. I know what it'll take. Maybe if I'm just in the mood. But I'm gonna What's I'm gonna start with this. I don't like mini games because other games do mini games better, and I get mini games are basically community created, and that's awesome. I think that's great that people who are playing this game have the ingenuity to think of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But like you have what the new big game that a lot of people are playing, Fall Guys. I mean, that's basically mini games, but it's done to such a great level. It's really fun. Like I'm thinking about buying it and once a week doing random uh, fun games like that with friends. So I have a proposition for you. Almost as big as the bet. From earlier this year. Oh. So. Okay. Right now we're sitting at just over 30,000 listens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what if we can hit 50,000 listens? Me, you, Carl, Decoy, whatever. We'll get together. We'll find a day that works for all of us. And we'll play mini games with the Discord community. That sounds cool. Couple hours, one day, playing mini games. Maybe stream it. Maybe stream it. I know some of the people uh, in the Discord, when they do their mini games, they like to stream it. Mm -hmm. So we can maybe jump in the chat and stream it. That'd be, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I'd be willing to do that. But that being said, until we hit the 50,000, don't keep asking me to play Bed Wars because I'm not going to play Bed Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I stink at Bed Wars. I stink at PvP. I think at all that. I really kind of want to play Missile Wars. I saw that minigame. That's pretty much the only Minecraft minigame that's kind of piqued my interest. I haven't seen that. Or if you want to account uh, Zoomavoid's standoff game he made in Hermitcraft this season. Yeah. That game looks really cool to me, and I've thought about recreating it on Ripple Effect just because it looks so fun. Pretty clever. Yeah. It's almost like a battleship slash chess type of deal. Yeah, exactly. Pretty cool. Besides the uh, you know the PV PVP thing for me, I I I do want to get into like command blocks and uh, creative, mm -hmm. like just just working with 
creative a lot. Uh, I don't I don't know much of the commands. Yeah, same here. To you know, clear out big areas mm-hmm. and you know replace blocks with other blocks. I don't I don't know those commands well enough, and that's something I would like to I'd like to try. I do, of course would have to go through a tutorial or something, but uh, yeah, I never really touched up on that much. Same. At one point, I was trying to make a very scripted episode. It was kind of Star Wars based and required lots of green screen work. Basically, think of Rindog from Hermitcraft. Mm-hmm. And as I was designing sets and pieces and stuff, the new Hermitcraft season started and Rindog started doing Star Wars type scenes in his uh, episodes. I was like, oh, that's cool. That'll fit really well. And then he kept doing it. So I was like, oh, I I don't want to do my episode now because it's going to feel like I'm just copying. (laughs) And he does it so well, too. Like, GG's Rendog for that. Yeah. It's very good editing. He's one of them guys that's like, this is what I want it to look like. And he capitalizes on it. Like, he he flourishes in those type of deals. You know, if he can, if he wants it to look like a certain way, that's the way it's going to look, and he's really good at replicating it onto the screen. Yeah, really good. There's times like I'm, I'm in, like for instance, this witch hut thing. I have to build a witch hut, mm-hmm. and I want to do it with my own redstone knowledge. You know, not look at a tutorial. So, in order for me to do that, I have to find a witch hut in another world to mess with, mm-hmm. and I'd have to clear out land and stuff. And have you ever tried to mine? A block in creative, it's not like Instamine. Yeah. You you know, it's one after another. I just want to be able to be, you know, just to remove the blocks I want to remove instead of having to take them out like that. That That's what I'm talking about with the, the whole command thing. You can still give yourself the haste 2 effect or a diamond pickaxe with like efficiency 10. See, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Don't worry, I don't either. I have to look it up every time I do something like that. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's that's something I'd, I like to get familiar with. It, it helps with the overall gameplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me to put out an episode, I have a lot of stuff to do, and that could just knock a bunch of time off Yeah, if I ever have to do that. um, Talk to Avni. He was helping me out with my green screen stuff. He probably knows. Yeah, different commands. Or uh, Q Magnet's probably listening, screaming at us because he's all about some commands. Oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows his command block. He knows all the commands. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you even bothering doing redstone command blocks? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even do redstone. He can't do redstone, but he'll slap a command on there and mm-hmm. do whatever. Do whatever he wants. But let's go ahead and move on because this show is actually taking, well, I say it's taking a while. Carl's probably going to look at it and go, guys, I edited out like 30 minutes of stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, this week's Discord ad is from YDYT. So thanks again, YD. Take it away. Hey everyone, I'm YDYT and I'm a member of the Weathering Effect Discord. It's a great place to hang out with fellow listeners like me and to the people who work on the show. So join today and let's discuss the game we love. There are links in the show notes. All right, thanks YD. Going back to Discord, this week on Discord, we asked you guys to vote for these blocks for Block of the Week. Your choices were Cartography Table, Repeater, and Campfire. And the winner of Block of the Week this week is... 
Repeater. Congratulations, Repeater. You guys are a bunch of jerks. <laughs> Always <laughs> seem to congratulate yeah. the block. The yeah, week. what did that block uh, do to win, Jim? <laughs> it got it. It got the most votes, and uh, it got twenty-two votes for the Repeater. Cartography table had seventeen. Campfire with fifteen. Uh, a few things about the repeater before we see how you change it. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crafted with two redstone torches, one redstone dust, and three stone blocks. It can be found naturally in jungle temples, which is the main loot. <laughs> uh, it's used in redstone circuits to repeat redstone signals back to full strength, delay signals, prevent signal moving backwards, and to lock signals in one state. And uh, it can be mined instantly with anything. With your hand, any tool, it can be mined. And that's it. Yeah. Not much more than that. So that brings me to the difficult task of trying to improve the repeater, Hmm? which I can't. I can't do it. Um, The repeater might be one of those redstone blocks I actually know how to use and know about the locking function and use the locking function when needed and stuff. My biggest complaint about the repeater, well, other than the fact that you use a full stone block to craft it, even though you can definitely tell that it was supposed to be smooth slabs at one point. I think it actually was smooth slabs at one point, and they changed the crafting recipe. But is that they call it a repeater, but it doesn't repeat. It does act like a diode, if you're familiar with electrical circuits, where it lets power flow one way, but not back on itself, which is great. I think that's awesome. Um, And the fact that you can delay a tick to a certain amount, again, awesome. The fact that you can lock it on or off, you can, it doesn't have to lock in the on position. It can lock both ways, which is great. But the repeating part, it doesn't repeat anything. If anything, it's just an amplifier or a boost because the second redstone touches a repeater, it immediately goes to the power level 15. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit confusing in the fact that if I hear, well, it's a repeater, I would assume that whatever power level is going into the repeater would be repeated out of the repeater. I don't really think you'd have much use for that. Some redstone wizard might be like, oh, yeah, you can use that here, here, and here, and then maybe. Or you guys might be like, there's no reason for that. Stop touching repeaters. But yeah, to me, a repeater is more of a diode amplifier than a repeater, so... The the only thing I would change about a repeater is really its name and crafting recipe. Hmm. Now you now you can you can change like the ticks on it. Yeah, which can help sometimes, especially on servers. Oh yeah, I would definitely not change the delay factor. I think that's one of the best parts about mm-hmm. a repeater is the fact that you can change the tick delay. Yep, and I, I I didn't really have a change, but maybe something to think about. Uh, because because we got nether right. You know, you and it's the best block. Maybe throw that into the recipe and make the repeater have a bigger signal. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a signal of 30 instead of 15. That's the only thing I can really throw out there because you're right. It's very hard to mess with the repeater because it's it's so useful. Yeah. I mean, it's the gold standard for redstone. I know a lot of people are like, comparator. But the comparator is such. It's, the comparator is not the beginner's component. You have pistons and you have repeaters. I think people learning redstone can kind of figure out what those guys do early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got with the repeater. 
I mean, it can be used for like, I don't know, aesthetic reasons. Also, you know, people like to put them in like, I don't know, laboratory settings or spaceship settings, stuff like that. But functionality, you know, it's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to change. All right, let's move into our main topic this week, which probably should have been covered under the news, but it worked better for a main topic, and that's we're going to cover the combat update. They're on like version six now. And there are a couple of significant changes worthy of talking about. So what I'm going to do is I pulled up Jeb's post on Reddit. Uh, if you guys want to find that, Carl should have it posted in the links, which I think he mentioned to me that Spotify's uh, show notes will hopefully get fixed and you will be able to read them a little bit easier. If you guys want to pull them up and follow along, we're just going to go section by section. Um, so the first section is redesigned aim assist again different approach, less controversial. So one of the big things they did was removed coyote time, which was this weird thing where you were able to hit an object that you had previously looked at. So you could look at something, whip your head to the side real quick, and then swing, and it would still hit that previous object you were looking at that you are no longer looking at. Yeah. The big thing with that is it was to help with entities that were uh, smaller than the size of a normal block, like rabbits. But if you guys watch me try to kill a rabbit or a bat, that doesn't help. It made it worse. So now what they've done is the bounding boxes for uh, entities smaller than 0.9 of a block have been enlarged. So it's a little bit easier to hit those things. Yeah, I got to see that. Very helpful. You don't you don't need sweeping edge. Yeah, all swords now have the sweeping attack, mm -hmm. but obviously a sweeping edge enchantment means that even though you swept all the enemies, sweeping edge means all those enemies got hurt. Whereas even though you swept them without the sweeping edge, I think only one enemy takes the brunt force of that attack. Yeah, or you know the damage isn't as large for the ones that are swept. Yeah, I think they get the full the full effect with the sweeping edge mm -hmm. enchantment, and the uh, base reach was increased from two point five to three blocks. Oh, yeah, so that's that's a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. That could be helpful. They have changes to shields. Shields now only protect up to five damage from melee attacks, still a hundred percent against projectiles, and shields recover faster after an attack. This one kind of worries me. So, like, if you have a shield and someone swings a sword at you, it's not going to fully protect you. Yeah, for melee. Now, if you crouch, it automatically shields you. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a plus. Right, unless you're crouching and someone comes at you with an axe with, like, cleaving on it now. Mm -hmm. Which, going to changes to axes, they renamed chopping to cleaving, which basically disables your shield, from what I can tell. And really hits hard. Wow. They've removed a couple weapon enchantments from uh, the axe and the enchanting table. So, like, I think sharpness mm -hmm. you could get on an axe in the enchanting table. You now can't. You can still add it to the axe with a book, I believe. But... Yeah. Can't enchant for it, though. Yeah. it That or the sword. Yeah. You won't get those. Yeah. I think it's more common to get cleaving, but even then, cleaving's a rare enchantment. Yeah. But, like, Bane of Anth Arthropods... Uh, was it smite and sharpness? Yeah, you're not going to be able to enchant for them. Mm -hmm. You either have to have books. Maybe you can enchant a book, 
to sharpness. I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, you could still do that. Yeah, but not on the tool itself. Or if you trade for sharpness with a villager, you still add it to the axe. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't mention whether or not if you have cleaving, that disables sharpness. I don't know. You know how mending in infinity for a bow? Mm-hmm. I, they don't have anywhere saying that that happens, so. Yeah, uh, even sharpness might and bane of anthropods. It's arthropods or anthropods? I always call it arthropods. I, th- I say arthropods. Well, is there an R? That would settle it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, you can't put any of those three together. So mm-hmm. if cleaving is in that category, then you probably shouldn't. Yeah. I don't think it'd be available for the sword, right? Just the axe. Yeah, as far as I know, it's just the axe. Okay. I don't know if you can cleave with a sword. Yeah. I went through the previous updates just to see if there was anything that was um, important in there. And while there were changes, they were more changes to, like, your attack time is increased or decreased, just kind of flopping back and forth, trying to find the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. A lot of changes have happened to eating, which we'll cover in a second, but... Another big change is to bows. Yeah. They're kind of nerfing bows a little bit and making uh, crossbows a more viable weapon. I'm not sure if I'm a fan of it. Like, I am, but I'm not. I've always gone with the thought process, don't ever take anything away from the player, add on. And right now, the changes to bows, what it is, is when you pull an arrow back or notch an arrow in your bow and you hold it, the longer you hold it, the more inaccurate your shot's mm. going to be. Now, it's not like wildly inaccurate, uh, inaccurate where you can be pointing at a block, you fire it, and it goes like 20 blocks in the other direction. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it totally makes sense. Like, if you're an archer and you're holding an arrow back and you're holding it and holding it, your arms are going to get tired. Yep. That's why they have the special clip on there now. That's for compound bows. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I use a traditional bow, and when I anchor, anchor is when you hold back and stop. Mm-hmm. And when I'm anchoring, you know, it's that's a lot of weight I'm pulling. Yeah. You know, if I hold that for so long, I will shake a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to let go a little before, you know, you, you're just, you're holding all that weight. Yeah. So it does make sense. Makes totally sense. The My only downfall is you're taking away something from a player. But at the same time, if you're a player that doesn't use a bow regularly... And you're okay taking the time to, what is it? It's knock an arrow, right? Or is it notch an arrow? Uh, We call it knock. So if you're okay taking the time, a crossbow doesn't have that problem. Mm -hmm. So using the crossbow now, you will have your accuracy the entire time. And I think they do shoot, like, I think the randomness, because, you know, if you hold an, an arrow at the same spot and you fire over and over again, it still randomizes. I think that's actually been taken down a little bit so it's a lot tighter clumping Mm -hmm. so for the crossbow yeah for the crossbow and maybe for the arrow too other than that a lot a lot of other stuff has kind of happened like so for thrown projectiles they now consider player momentum so if you're running forward good and you throw a snowball that snowball is now going to travel further than it did before or supposed to Mm -hmm. videos i've seen it hasn't really worked or hasn't been enough of a difference to tell. Yeah, I was looking for an example, and I really, you know, the example they gave, I'm like, that's eh, not too much of a difference. It would have definitely helped in that uh, mini game we talked about. Yeah, but the big changes to Food and Hugger, they reverted the eating time to 32 ticks. I think it was at like 28 at one point. So now it's back to taking a little bit longer. 
if someone hits you while you're trying to eat, it interrupts the eating. You cannot continue to eat through that, which makes sense to me. Yep. Um, your natural healing is faster than it was. It used to take three seconds for a full heart, I think. Now it takes two. Mm. Um, your natural healing drains food 50% slower, so you won't have to eat as much. They've reintroduced the rule that sprinting now requires more than six points of food. So I don't know if that was like six of those turkey legs or if it's still three. Yeah, I don't know. I want to say also saturation's gone. Really? The argument that going carrots are the best food because of saturation, I think that's it. I think they're pretty much even with everything else. Um, So it's now going to come back to which food gives you the most hunger bar back. Golden carrots is still up there. Yeah. But now is this this won't be in the one point sixteen point two no release, will it? This is just a pre release of the combat. The combat is a totally completely different thing. Yeah. Um it's gonna stay out of the game until Jeb feels it's ready to go into the game and they have no mm-hmm. release time period for it. So yeah, it's not on your launch or anything. You can't get it with like like you would the snapshot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so there's a lot of adjustments to do. They can still adjust a lot of things. Oh yeah, and they're listening. So definitely send messages. I think he's reading a lot of the comments on the Reddit. That's where you can get the download if you're wanting to test it. Mm-hmm. He he gives you the instructions on how to do it and stuff. And it's just Java. Uh yeah. As far as I can tell, it's just Java. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it looks. It looks cool. It looks like they're actually, you know, looking ahead. You know, I mean, people are asking for a combat update, and then you hear cave update, and then you hear end update. You know, maybe they're trying to do them all little by little. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty. That's pretty cool to see. The big thing that I've enjoyed is so you remember one point nine when they did the combat update to where it's at now, mm-hmm. and like all the PvP people just like raise Kane because it was such a dramatic change now i like the change but i can see where people who were used to the old pvp uh pvp style didn't i feel that what jeb is working on now is very much a happy medium because they're bringing back the quick strikes with the sword you can continue to do that mm-hmm. it's just not as effective you can do the charge up and hold down and critical hit and all that kind of stuff and axe is a viable weapon Mm-hmm. I really wish they would make the trident a viable weapon. Yeah. It does affect more mobs now if the mobs are in water. So you know how like a trident really didn't affect drown? It was really only good against guardians. Mm-hmm. Now it's pretty good against drown too. But it's like I I want to I'm not in the water that much. I want to have a trident as a main kind of weapon. That would be awesome. If someone's close range make me be able to do a quick attack and stab them like it's a spear and if i charge up it throws it lift them up into the air on your trident yeah throw them off of the trident yeah give us that yeah that'd be cool <laughs> everything <laughs> i just see, impale them yeah everything <laughs> i see from the combat update i really like and as someone who doesn't like pvp that kind of makes me excited um you've seen the videos and stuff about it are you excited for this kind of update Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it all makes sense, uh-huh. you know, like with the bow thing. I think they did nerf Sweeping Edge. Yes. The damage did go down a little bit, but but you still get that, you know, the extra hitbox size 
to mm-hmm. where you know you could still hit your enemy a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to play with it. I think it, I think they're doing really good with uh, the upgrade. I think that's kind of it. We've gone through everything. Hopefully, with all the issues we've had this episode, Carl's able to make us sound pretty. <laughs> it doesn't sound as terrible as it's been. Before we go, I want to mention that we have a special guest next week. Yes. Helen Angel from Mojang is going to be on the show. We've already put a little thing on our Discord asking for questions. So if you have any questions, hop in the Discord, post them. Uh, we'll be checking Twitter if you'd rather hit us up on Twitter too. Yeah, either or. Discord is definitely a better place for all of that. I agree. Yeah. But that's going to do it for our show today. Before Jimbo reads us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our Patreons who are supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Croc, Obeep, Stonefigure, The Official CCL, Vipress Tuna, and YDYT. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hour of extra content each month, consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. I say hour every time it's hours. Mm-hmm. Trust me, we're, we add a lot of content. We have, we're having to record the half stack this week too. Yeah. Not an hour. Hours. Yeah, hours. <laughs> and if you like this show, you can share it with all your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. The amazing music you hear in the intro and outro was created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. And you guys have been awesome, as always. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.